Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. We begin with sad news. Yankee corner Hank Steinbrenner has died at the age of 63 after battling a long-time sickness that was not related to COVID-19. Quoting, Hank was a genuine and gentle spirit who treasured the deep relationships he formed with those closest to him, according to the Steinbrenner family. On the Michael K. Show, that you can hear Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, where Michael, Don, and Peter... Michael Kay reflected on Hank Steinbrenner. One of the owners of the New York Yankees, Hank Steinbrenner, 63 years old, had passed away after a long-standing illness at his home and surrounded by his family. The world continues to just spin off its axis, it seems. So not many people knew Hank that well. He was a really good guy. When when you got a chance to talk with him, he just he, he was sharp. He had a quick wit. He really knew the game. Uh, was fiercely protective of the Yankee brand, saying if it's Red Sox Nation, then it has to be Yankee Universe. Uh, he was that sort of guy. Gordon, you're a Yankee fan. The, I'll, I'll tell you from a Met fan perspective, Hank was the closest to his dad, more so than Hal. He had the he had the 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 the, the, the uh, pride of the Yankees. He had he was very verbose. He was a guy, and listen, he, he was a guy who never shied away from a microphone. He loved the quote as well. Uh, what did you think of, of Hank Steinbrenner? Yeah, it seemed like when when it first was uh, when you first got the news of, of George passing, it seemed like at first that 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 Hank was going to be somebody who was going to be the front guy, right? And he, mm-hmm. you, you talk about him being reminiscent of George. He even looked like George. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he yeah. even looked like his father. So. Yeah. Um, much more than, than I think than, than Hal does. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't really get to know him that well because before too long it was uh, pretty clear that Hal was going to be the one uh, running the show. But um, it just it just it seems like there's just too much death, man. There's just too much death right now. It's just it's so sad. Um, it is. He was not an old man. He was 63. No. That's right. That's right. It's just, it's just it's the times we're in right now, Gordon. It's, it's really Unfortunately. crazy. Unfortunately. It is. Is the clock ticking on 31-year-old Jacob DeGrom? Quoting DeGrom, you're only good for so long, he told MLB.com, and I felt really good this spring, so that definitely crossed my mind. I guess now I've just got to try to stay good for a few more years. Oh, that's just Oh, as a Met fan, that's just great to know. Oh, he's got two or three more years. By his own admission, he's got two or three more great years, and this year he may not be able to pitch. Don't oh, like that's green great. bananas, right? Oh, yeah. oh please. It's not a great Unbelievable. Sign. No, it isn't. Speaking of baseball, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, was on the Fox Business, and once again, he was asked a question that everybody wants to know. When are you guys coming back? The only decision that we've made, the only real plan that we have, is that baseball is not going to return until the public health situation has improved to the point that we're comfortable, uh, that we can play games um, in a manner that's safe for our players, our employees, our fans, and in a way that will not impact the public health situation adversely. Um, so, so right now, um, it's largely a waiting game. Uh, during that period, as you might expect, any business would. We have engaged in, um, you know, contingency planning. We've thought about how we might be able to return in various scenarios. But again, the key is the improvement in the public health situation. Turning to football is a. One of our discussions here, when we're trying to figure out if Dave Gelderman would do something he's never done before and trade down, there's a lot of quarterbacks available. And Jeremy Fowler, who was on Golik and Wingo this week, was asked, are there any surprise teams interested in quarterbacks right now? I do think the Raiders are in that mix for that reason, or at least um, you know, we'll think long and hard about it. So it, it wouldn't shock me if they got involved. 
somehow. You know, I, I thought maybe Indianapolis would, but uh, you know, they still have Jacoby Brissett on their roster, the backup making seven million dollars guaranteed with Phil Rivers. So I'm not so sure about that one. You know, look, New England. I know they've done their research pretty heavily. Um, the Packers have done their research on, on at least you know looking at if we get a guy in the first couple rounds. Um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is our guy, but you know why not develop somebody for a few years? You know, it, it, those are two teams I've looked at that you know I, I think are, are taking a, uh, a a deep dive into the quarterback position. Uh, definitely, the Patriots have been doing that. Well, here's one thing we know: it's blatantly obvious that Joe Burrow does not want to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. So he was on 105, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge, and he says, you know, getting drafted first overall, it's going to be a challenge. Teams that had the worst year pick at the top, and that's why they're there. You know, whatever team I go to, it's going to be a challenge at the beginning. I'm going to have to, you know, persevere through it, and just like I've done in, in the past. And, you know, you might have a really good first year. You might have a really bad first year. You don't really know, um, especially without OTAs this year. and You're going to have less time with your team. Um so there's going to be ups and downs for sure. You just have to battle through it. Here's some numbers for you, Gordon. In their franchise history, they've never won a title, have gone just 5-14 and 14 in the playoffs. From 2009 to 2015, they made the playoffs in six of the seven years. In all six years, bounced out in the first round. They have not won a single playoff game in three decades. Yeah, that's crazy, right? <laughs> it uh, is. And, and, you know, the problem for him is, is that all the – you know, it's not like there's another team that's looking for a quarterback who's in a stable situation, right? Like, you know, the year that Eli was sitting there as the number one pick for the Chargers and he didn't want to play for them, the Giants were looking for a quarterback, and they are a stable organization. For Joe Burrow, the problem is is that, like, if you don't want to go to Cincinnati, okay, do you want to go to Miami? I, I think Miami might be a, a nicer place to live, but in terms of a situation, it's not great. San Diego seems like it's a bit of a mess as well. The other teams you're talking about, uh, Jacksonville, that's not any winning situation there. So unless you're talking about the Colts getting involved, uh, or, or maybe the Patriots who you know are going to do something crazy and <laughs> try to try. I mean, there's not of the the next available teams. It doesn't seem like there's that other team that he would say, you know, I don't want to play for Cincinnati. I want to play for them. Yeah, he's he's not in Eli's situation, as you mentioned, where he could just flip-flop. He, this, this, it's, right. it's not the same. It just isn't. Stephen Jones, as you can imagine, was not happy. He was on 105.3 The Fan. I'm sure you've heard that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott had this big-time party. Just just blew away everything that we were talking about with the uh, social distancing, Gordon. And so Stephen Jones was asked. Everything's bigger s- in Texas, Larry. It is, including the parties. And yeah. uh, Stephen Jones was asked, "Have you spoken to your two players about social distancing?" Yes, we certainly uh, have communicated with Dak and, and Zeke, and uh, I think uh, they're certainly aware now of how sensitive these situations are. And uh, I don't think uh, you know you'll be seeing. Uh, that anymore. Uh, there's certainly guys that we have the utmost respect for, and uh, I, I certainly know they understand the sensitivity of, uh, you know, of the situation we're in today. Uh, it's uh, it's certainly uh, very serious and something that uh, uh, we know, uh, you know, certainly know they understand. Why? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Why? Well, Why? look, I, you know, Why? for the the for 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 Zeke. Or other players, it's bad 
But when you're the quarterback and you're supposed to be the leader, you're supposed to be somebody who makes good decisions on and off the field. That That's where, you know, if you're Dak Prescott, you have to know better. And it's not even about whether or not anybody was actually in jeopardy. It's about how it looks. And at this point, it doesn't look good. Nope, it definitely doesn't. It definitely does not. So Tim Tebow spoke at the Easter sermon, and apparently his mind was on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, my God. I believe when we're talking about the old and the new, what we are talking about is the greatest trade in the history of the world. The greatest trade in the history of the world. You see, there's been some really big trades, okay? The Red Sox traded Babe Ruth for $100,000. How's that for a trade, okay? Wayne Gretzky was traded for a couple of scrubs. How's that for a trade? I got traded for, to the Jets. How's that for a trade? That didn't work out for anybody. When's the last time a Jets trade worked out? So anyways, that's beside the point. Excuse me. Excuse me. You that also Easter went Sunday? To, he's taking shots of the Jets on he's Easter taking, Sunday? On Easter Sunday. The team, the, the team that gave him another opportunity going, the team that, that even, that, listen, let me tell you about, here's, here's all you need to know. Okay, this ends the conversation. He went to the new, he went to the Patriots and Bill Belichick cut him. Game yeah. set match. <laughs> yep. I mean, you don't work there, buddy. I mean, <laughs> Belichick helps everybody. You know, he just he just finds a way to help you. You know, but uh, wow, Tim Tebow still still a bitter man, still a bitter man. And speaking <laughs> of Bill Belichick, he was on the conference call, Gordon, and he was asked. Oh. Are you surprised that Tom Brady left New England? Yeah, I think that's uh, a lot of water under the bridge. Like I said, we're really focused on this season and trying to look at our opportunities and make decisions and mm-hmm. plan and prepare to you know, be as competitive as we can be this year. So that's really what our focus is about. He's in midseason form. Well, I mean, is anybody, look, you got to ask the question, but is yes. anybody surprised anywhere no. that that was the way he decided to answer it? No, not at all. Not at all. That's Bill Belichick at his best. It really is unbelievable.